Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome back to Wildcast Studios for the season five premiere of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, I'm your host, Adam, and I'm joined fresh off his vacation back from Ontario. I'll get into all your uh, superlatives as we get uh, into regular season, but uh, Jeremy, welcome back. How are you doing? Very good. Yeah. Uh, aloha to uh, all of our viewers uh, watching on the YouTube. As yeah. you can, we've got the. Uh, We're still in preseason Hawaiian, mode or yeah. summer mode. Summer mode, Hawaiian shirts. Adam's got some uh, blue lobsters yeah. there. Uh, also, if you've ever tried the blue lobster uh, vodka drink. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. I got a joke for you. Speaking oh, of in. lobsters. I'm in. You might not get this one because you're, you know, you're not <laughs> French, but it's more like a bilingual joke. Okay. Uh, where do lobsters buy their tools? No idea. At the Homardware? <laughs> yeah, I got it now. You know, because yeah. Homard yeah, is, is lobster yeah, in French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I knew that. I yeah. did know that. Yeah. I can sometimes flip the menu over and read the French side there sometimes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Like, how was Ontario? Uh, it was actually quite good. Um, how was the drive, first of all, Mr. The drive was long. Yeah. Uh, because what we did is we left at 830 at night and drove straight through. Uh, uh, so we didn't get to our uh, final destination till about uh, ten o'clock the next morning. Very Celine Dion of you drove all night. Yeah, that jo- uh, that's her song. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm I about drove to... all night. Um, I will not be singing for the rest of the episode. You're welcome. But uh, yeah, so yeah, that's um, a long. I've never driven all it, night like that. Quite that's, a haul. Yeah. Uh, I like it because it beats the traffic. I mean, you're you're driving through Quebec City at you know two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You're driving through uh, Montreal at. Uh, you know, five o'clock in the morning, you're going through Ottawa at, uh, you know, seven thirty in the morning. Uh, so there's not a lot of traffic. I mean, Ottawa, I mean, I, I wouldn't call it traffic, <laughs> uh, but it was, it was, uh, you know, it wasn't Moncton, yeah. uh, but it would be like, uh, you know, driving, uh, you know, from Dartmouth to downtown Halifax on a, on a Monday morning, right. That kind of, that kind of traffic. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was fine. Uh, Megan was, uh, stressed, um, she was holding on to the, you know, the holy shit handle. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the whole drive through Ottawa. How'd Avery do? Avery was good. Fell yeah. asleep most of the time. Uh, DVD you know, player or laptop? Or yeah, she had her iPad yeah. uh, watching, uh, you know, whatever she watches these days, little vlogs, <laughs> you know, as A for Adelie and... Uh, the YouTube? The, yeah, YouTube kids, you know, these life as we Gomez and uh, these little vlogs of these yeah. families who carry cameras around with them all the time and... You know, if you look them up on YouTube or Google, they're worth, you know, millions and millions of dollars because all they do is... They figured it out. Yeah, they've yeah. got it... Uh, that, exactly, they've got it figured out. Uh, other other than that, I uh, went to a Jays game, which was f- amazing. Yeah. Uh, their, uh, it was the second game of their of their homestand, so the second game against, uh, against KC. Um, 15,000 people sounded like, you know, 35,000 people. So, um, yeah, they're... they're Jays are on a quite good of a roll right now, and uh, so I'm excited, uh, especially when we're Kurt Rogers and you have shares in the company and you have the Jays <laughs> are doing good. You're, you're doing good, too. Hashtag not a sponsor. Yes. Um, no. Other than that, drank a lot, ate a lot, put on 10 pounds. Um, so as you can see, I've got my watermelon water. Um, so Just I, embracing the summer. Watermelon yeah, water, yeah, exactly. Hawaiian shirt. Um, so nothing has changed in the past uh, couple months because I am wearing a Hawaiian shirt 
and drinking a watermelon water, <laughs> I am still, uh, you know, very much uh, um, happy. Who you were. Yeah. yeah, yeah who who I were. am. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, I know you guys went to PEI. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Got some uh, Grand Fils. Finally. That, that's Grand the Fils first Street time. Diner, yeah. yeah. Oh, first of all, if you ever go to PEI, Granville Street Diner, you have to make a trip. Um, I know I asked if I should go for breakfast and dinner. We chose breakfast just uh, A, because we got there a little bit late. Uh, it was nice to finally leave this province uh, first time in almost two years. Um, yeah, just went all over, just spent time in Cavendish, went golfing at uh, Belfast, which shout out to Aiden for uh, letting me know the best value there. Nine holes, campground course. Usually a campground course is... It's campground course. It's whoever shows up, shows up. This one was uh, manicured very well. Tough course. Um, yeah, it's Layla bought a kite. Mm. So that was fun. There that you was, go. Uh, you would tell her to go fly a kite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was a good little trip. I don't know if we've... We'll probably go to White Point at some point here, but who knows what kind of weekend we're going to find because we're getting into some hockey season. Uh, you catch up on any shows other than the Olympics that... It's funny. For the past 17 days, that's all we watched. It was Olympics when we came home. Olympics when we come mm-hmm. home. There was no Hell's Kitchen for the two weeks. I don't know if there was a Big Brother for the two weeks. Um, and then last night, the Olympics were over, and I'm like, What do you want to watch? What do you want to watch? Like, there's nothing. Yeah. I literally watched the marathon. Oh, really? The 42K yeah. marathon. I watched about an hour and a half <laughs> of the two-hour race because I was just like, there's nothing else on TV. Mm-hmm. Let's watch these guys run forever. Yeah. No, honestly, uh, I haven't watched a lot of TV. Um, obviously, Netflix, uh, uh, Heist. Iced is good. Uh, yep. Cocaine Cowboys uh, added a couple of days ago. Um, AP Bio. We started that one uh, last night. Um, honestly, it's just been Blue Jays um, and Netflix yeah. and, and and chill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Netflix and chill. Uh, that's when? literally been Your... the past month. Yeah. In terms of entertainment, I'm not caught up on Big Brother. Um, well, it's preseason, right? I want to get caught up on Big Brother. I just need to find the time. Uh, Hell's Kitchen, uh, I think they've been on a break. Yeah, they were on the Olympic break. Yeah. No one competes against the yeah. Olympics, right? Yeah, so. so I think they start back up this week. Yeah. And, um, yeah, th- Thursday, um, the se- season premiere of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I'm a huge uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah. guy. Uh, season 8 coming up. Uh, it's their last uh, their last season, so... Um, yeah, that's basically my life uh, for the next uh, uh, few few weeks, few months in terms of TV. Nice. The final question about Ontario: Did you get to meet uh, Phil Dao? Did you find Phil the thrill no, when you were in Barrie? Uh, no. no, I didn't. Uh, we didn't spend much time in Barrie. Yeah. Um, didn't even go to Wasaga, which was, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe we didn't go to Wasaga. Um, Barry, just no time or not the weather? Or just the, the weather was crap. Oh, really? Um, last week was, was really nice, but we were in, in uh, Cumbermere, Ontario, middle <laughs> of nowhere. With, they don't even have <laughs> – internet doesn't even exist. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, the week before we were in, uh, in Barrie for a few days, and the weather was crap. I mean, it was cloudy. It was cold. Um, there was one day we went to some dinosaur – amusement thing at the georgian mall parking lot um that was about the most fun that we had in that area in ontario so um but took the uh, took the bus down to toronto for the jays game so um that was a nightmare uh (laughs) (laughs) if you ever you didn't go alone did you no no i went with uh, with megan's brother to the game and 
Um, yeah, if you ever want to try to confuse your brain, try to figure out the Go Transit system. Uh, that is something else. We, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not even going to get into it because I'll be here all night. No, and you'll confuse everyone. And yeah, it's, I, I, when we went down to New York like three years ago before we moved here, three and a half years ago, that, that subway system in mm-hmm. itself, uh, you're down, down below in the subway and you're like, I need that train. Yeah. <laughs> you think you just uh, take stairs. No, mm-hmm. no, you got to take and it just, it's not, uh, not for me. So as always, uh, as we get into the preseason, you can follow us on Twitter, Moncton Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, now TikTok. Uh, we finally went viral, almost a little 12,000 views on that, uh, goalie one I made. So pretty, uh, it's, <laughs> you don't really care. And then all of a sudden you open your phone one day and you're like, yeah. oh, 9,000, mm-hmm. 10,000. So felt pretty proud of myself and please don't like don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube. A quick question, sir. You got one for us. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a fun one. Uh, I'll need you to take out your uh, music playing uh, app that you use on yep. your on your phone. Yep. Um, so I thought of one that would be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say you're, uh, you know, this uh, this uh, I'll say hot shot as kind of your name. You're you're <laughs> you're, you're hot. You're hot shot. Uh, Rookie in the queue, yeah, and it's your first game in the queue, and you go and score a goal in your first game. Oh man, what's your goal song? But it can only be one of the songs on your most played list. I'll kind of, I'll kind oh, of go through. Man. I'll give you, I'll give you time to look for yours, um, but I'll go for mine because um, I, I didn't even realize I listened to these songs or why they would be my on top my song of twenty twenty. Oh yeah. man. Why they would even be on my most played songs? Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Uh, <sighs> this is funny. Um, yeah, my top songs. Is that what you're looking at? Your top songs well, of 2020? No, just just your most your most played song. Oh. Uh, mine's. Um, Are you gonna kiss me or not? By Thompson Square. <laughs> uh, so that's. Uh, I didn't realize I listened to that song so many times yeah until i went i found that on my phone earlier today and i was like really and then i realized after that i was like okay yeah maybe i do listen to that song like three or how four you, times how a day you find that i don't know i just it's apple music and oh just, it's apple okay. yeah yeah i usually use spotify because i hook it up to the playstation and uh when i play video games i just go on a mix or whatever mm-hmm. oh man i think my most played song Probably it would be your goal song. Yeah, it's probably uh, I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> right, that one okay. just continually yeah. seems to come up. Uh, made no bones about it. Huge boy band fan here. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that's an excellent question. I wonder what uh, kind of responses we'll get if we ask well people what their favorite, what 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 their top song is on yeah. their uh, on their music. I actually have a follow up one. So we're kind of the same age. Like there's not much of an age difference between no. us. I'm what yeah. a year or two younger than you. Yeah, I think. So, were you a big like club guy? Like, did you go to the club a lot when you were like nineteen and twenty? No, I had a daughter at twenty-two. Okay, and when okay. you're in a town of three thousand, we got one bar, the National. Uh, it was our sea uh, level uh, exotic. Okay, dance. Okay. Uh, okay. So when my band uh, Cadence, which uh, spoiler alert is the intro to the show, uh, when we would play, we would actually play on the stripper stage. <laughs> Uh, Paul included. Um, I was the drummer, so I was in the back. 
We always made the young kid uh, Doan play play guitar by the pole. He hated it, didn't want to be anywhere around it. So, yeah, there was one bar. It was, if you're talking entertainment, you're C level nice. bar. We weren't getting A okay. level uh, A level uh, ladies. So yeah, that's uh, <laughs> no, no. I had a daughter at 22, so I wasn't much into the clubbing. Okay, okay. So I was, another thing I was thinking about today is, um, you know, what what song? So let's say you were like 19 or 20, and yeah. you were going out to the club. Yeah. What song do you think you slow danced to the most? Now this one popped in my head while I was on vacation. Yeah. Lips of an Angel by Hinder. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that came out, you know, 2005, 4, 2005, yeah. 4 ish. Um, that would have been like, you know, right when I was t- 19, 20. Um, so you, you hear Lips of an Angel, you just grab the nearest uh, lady, the nearest lady, and just you know, start, uh, you know, doing your <laughs> doing slow, your dance, uh, doing your dance uh, on, <laughs> oh, on the dance man. floor. Uh, so I, yeah, I, that's probably that'd probably be the, yeah. the one. I mean. Another you one know. was Incomplete by the Backstreet Boys. I think that was oh, kind of like came such out. such a good tune. Kind of came out around the same time. Every, as, uh, Every Rose Has Its Thorn by Poison. Now, that was, a, depends which, you know, our old small town 3,000 people bar. That one got played quite a bit. So that would be, that would be one of them. That came out early 90s, 93, 94, I believe. Um, yeah. Jeez, that was 10. Yeah. I was 10 when that song, I wasn't going, I wasn't, dan- I wasn't dancing with girls when I was 10. <laughs> No, 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 no. This is when I was 19. I was still hearing that song being played. It's funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When uh, when I was playing senior hockey and, and <laughs> all the young kids were playing all these tunes, and I'm just like, I got no idea what this song is. So uh, my buddy that I played hockey with growing up, he brought in uh, like his phone, hooked it up, and it was all just poisoned and everything we listened to in the dressing room in the 90s. And all, all these kids are just like, what is this crap? Mm-hmm. Like, you guys got pumped up to poison and they're playing all like (laughs) yeah let's rage and all this stuff and i'm just like this gets you pumped up like man it's uh what a trip down memory lane yeah so i just incomplete (laughs) by the backstreet boys 2005 yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. um so i would have been 20 years old so that that's another one i believe that uh, was just after kevin left i think that was just the four of them yeah oh so yeah a little trip down memory lane there for uh for those who i guess you know want to know how old we are uh yeah (laughs) if you want to know how old we are you can uh search uh the uh, lips of an angel by hinder and uh, incomplete by backstreet boys uh release dates and uh minus uh, 19 years or 20 years (laughs) saw them live actually did you yeah oh i'm at the stampede stage and then i saw stained hinder and stained and uh three doors down at the dome so pretty good lineup yeah. All right. You want to talk hockey? You want to keep talking? Yeah. Music? Let's do that. All right. Let's yeah. talk. I hockey. think that's people will talk. All right. Yeah. Well. News and notes from around the queue. Well, it's been a pretty. Uh, it's been a busy off season since the draft. We didn't get into too much of what's happening in the queue. I guess uh, we'll, you know we're about a month away from finding out where the Memorial Cup's going to be played. Uh, Quebec, St. John. Obviously, Quebec finally finalized the trade when the trade dead the trade period opened back up. Uh, getting Bull Duke. Uh, what's your gut? New coach for St. John. You know, they went out and got a, another 20-year-old goaltender. Quebec's loading up. Uh, what do you I, – I think it's going to be Quebec. I think they just uh, – just, they just have the infrastructure. I think St. John's had too many years of mm-hmm. uh, not quite – you know, you could see them kind of building, but it's like they take a step and then – you know the wah thing. They got to take a couple steps back. They can't find that goaltender. Um, but you know, 
Trevor Georgie was on uh, uh, Sports Quarant TV with uh, with Uncle Chris, Dauber. Uh, Uncle Dauber, and uh, you know they got as good a shot as any. But I, I just think the league wants it in Quebec because it, it it could just be easier with with if we still have these COVID type type issues. Mm-hmm. No, there's a lot of uh, um, politics going on in the background. I think with this decision. Uh, St. John's gonna have a good team. Uh, I'm I'm really high on Cordy Dwyer. Yeah. Um. No offense to Dan Lacroix, but you know, Cordy Dwyer is who, who I wanted uh, behind Moncton's bench uh, when uh, Torchetti went and you know did his thing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, got uh, got let go. So um, no, I'm high. In, I'm very high in Cordy Dwyer. Uh, I think he's a great coach. Uh, he's a hard ass. Um, so if there's any players in St. John that, uh, you know, don't, uh, want to give a hundred percent, uh, don't expect to be playing. Um, sorry about my voice. It's kind of a little <laughs> raspy there. Um, and, um, yeah, in terms of the politics behind it, um, the league owes St. John a Memorial cup, uh, cause Regina got that one, right? The hundredth year ended up going to Regina cause there's that there's, okay. there's a few, Years that they were St. A, John Regina was at a turn, right? It wasn't the WHL's year, was it? Um, I can't, I can't remember. No, but I, I know because it was the hundredth year. It was gonna, yeah, but yeah, there was there's a lot of politics behind that. I mean, right. they were St. John was supposed to get it in 2012, but they gave it to Schwinnigan. Uh, they were supposed to get it another another year, but they gave it to another team. I don't know, but um, I think behind the scenes. The league knows that they owe St. John Memorial Cup, right? Um, and Harbor Station's, I guess, under under renovation right now, so, um, so that could very well um, help their case. Um, do do I want the tournament in St. John? Um, yes, from a travel standpoint, yeah, uh, I want the tournament in St. John. But from a Wildcats fan standpoint, no, because I know that gives them a one in four chance of, yeah, of yeah, getting another yeah. Memorial Cup. Um, uh, plus, I know Uncle Dauber is trying to get me, uh, you know, free tournament passes. So uh, we're we're waiting on that, uh, you know. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, if if he weren't tuning in on on YouTube, he, I was, oh, there's no way he's looking tune in on Adam yeah. and uh, and I'm you know. going. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, Quebec, um, beautiful city, beautiful arena. Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, things to do, a lot more uh, things to do uh, in Quebec City. It's kind of one of those cities that's kind of built for these larger tournaments with an NHL yeah. style rank. But yeah. at some point, and, and you know, we talked about it with the World Junior, it's so corporate that it only goes to these major cities. You can't just keep going to these major markets. You got to try and flip it all the way around. But it is a big financial commitment. It is. You have to have the right roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. Both teams are th- maybe think both even. Both teams are going to have it. Yeah. Um, with because they're Quebec, not done, right? With the trade deadline. Oh God, no. Uh, with Quebec um, being that they have such a big rink, you know, your tournament prices will probably be a lot cheaper. Yeah. Uh, because you know you're the upper deck. Upper deck. You you're going to sell more. So yeah. why would you have to sell them for so much more? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, compared to St. John, I mean you're. It's what a six 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 thousand there, five thousand six thousand. You're probably looking at anywhere from three hundred to four hundred dollars for a tournament pass compared to Quebec, where you might spend two hundred to three hundred for a tournament pass in Quebec. Um, Sixty six hundred. Yeah. So there's uh, you know 
cost you got the wise. Corporate boxes in Quebec. You got yeah. You know, all the me- so the media. You know, I went to one game as media in St. John, and that is a tiny little media mm-hmm. area. So to put, I guess TSN now or whoever. In yeah, there, yeah, that's right. Eh? Plus all your your other stuff. It it could be. Uh, it so could be. It's uh. It'll be it, interesting. It, it will be. Um. You know. So there's I think there's one in four. If St. John gets it, they got a one of four shot yeah. at least of of getting another Memorial Cup, and that just that's not. Cool. It stings a little. That's yeah. why you know there's there's from a Wildcats uh, from a, a personal standpoint there's uh, you know a FSG? pros um, FSG. Oh, that's when I was immature. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was uh, you know nine years ago. So when I you know was, was just uh, again, I was it? still yeah, yeah. Well, yeah no. it was uh, something right. else. Uh, uh, no. I, yeah. You know, I'd like to see St. John get it, but at the same time, there's um, don't want them to get it. No, it feels like if Quebec gets it, it's kind of the there's a lot of chatter about Patrick Wall moving yeah. moving up, so it's kind of like the the send off, if you will. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it seems like it's going to be a regular year. Um, everyone's lining up like we're gonna have interdivision play, mm-hmm. so we're gonna get to see be, see some Quebec teams. But just quickly looking at this division. We talked a lot about it last year. The Sea Dogs, the Islanders, the Titan, they were the, the three top. Moncton, Halifax, Cape Breton, they were going to be battling it out. Some things, uh, things have changed, stay the same. Like St. John is now going for Memorial Cup, so they're going to load up. They got the new coach, they acquired Lemieux. The Islanders, uh, you know, they lost in goal, but they acquired Xavier Seminole. Mm-hmm. Um, the Titan getting Hendricks Lapierre. Um, it. It kind of looks like we're going to have three top teams and three teams fighting it, uh, but at least we'll get to play the two teams we're fighting against. It kind of looks like a three and three again. In this division. Another another uh, year like last year, right? Um, yeah, it's going to be, you know, I think it's pretty obvious who the top three teams will be in the, in the division uh, and, you know, Halifax and ourselves and, and, and Cape Breton kind of basically the same the same way as last season ended up. Uh, I think uh, the young guys in Halifax, um, seeing as they're going to be a year older, I think they're going to surprise a little bit. Yep. Um, you know, Cape Breton, you know, what if, uh, mm, uh, you know, what they, it, uh, yeah. what they got for that second overall pick, I think, is an absolute joke. Uh, they, they got trash. They get trash in return for that second round for that Especially second overall pick. Tyler Peddles going to Drummondville. Yeah. Especially that it, it was okay if he was going NCAA, but now that he's going to Drummondville and good on them for moving up to get where they were and rolling out the quote unquote red carpet. But mm-hmm. um yeah, that's it it looks it looks bad. I'm uh, I just what they managed to get for that second round pick yeah. uh boggles my mind. Uh, I think that's one of the worst returns. Uh, in, in, I mean, you don't see very many second, second overall picks traded, but man, the fact that that's what they only got, like what? Three, three assets. They got, uh, Connor short all, um, the 15th pick. Oh, wherever Emile Perron got, got picked. Yeah. And one more draft pick. Uh, that's just off the top of my head. But holy like that. shoot, that's a terrible return. Uh, and so yeah, Drummondville sent Connor Schoenhall the eighth overall pick and the second in the twenty two. So the second in twenty twenty one. So an, the eighth, a first and a second, 
uh, for Jacob Center and the second overall pick. Man, if I was an Eagles fan, I'd be absolutely livid. Yeah. That's a terrible return. Um, and how their GM still has a job is beyond me. That's a joke. Uh, that's, that's, uh, you know, I would be, uh, I, I know. And Richie, we trust. That would never, that would never happen. No. Um, that's, I can't even put into words. God awful. I mean, I can see that from the standpoint of if you knew he wasn't coming there. And there was limited teams that had the ability to move up. You're kind of fighting against yourself, right? You got to take whatever return you can get Mm -hmm. per se. But I mean, when there's only one other team in the dance, when you don't have like competing offers, you can't just take him and lose out. But to not get at least another first or a a third or next year's second or something, um, it, it doesn't look... It doesn't look the best. I think us and Halifax are going to be four or five all year, all year long. I Battling think. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I, you know, I think the, the, uh, um, so what I'm looking for here, no um, idea. experience, yeah. uh, that the team, uh, that the Wildcats gained last season, uh, in the second half and into the playoffs, I think it's going to, um, they're going to build on that coaching staff coming back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I think, you know, with, you know, Dan LaCroix still back and, uh, Heptich back and, uh, Nick McNeil, uh, coming, coming behind the bench. Uh, look, I expect this team to take compete again every night. Uh, there's no reason why they shouldn't. And, uh, you know, if you haven't had a chance, if, you know, if you didn't have a chance to, to watch any of the Helenka Gretzky cup, I mean, uh, with uh, with Ty Bell's bringing to the bringing the lineup, I think he 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 fits the uh, the the um what the Wildcats way. That's um, a good player. Yeah, what he That's what he good player. What he brings yeah. to the uh, what he's bringing to the team is is a perfect fit. Even Miles Mueller didn't uh, play pretty well in the couple games that. Uh... You know, like that's only going to help him come over mm-hmm. as well as we get uh, as we get close to camp. So. Um, it's going to be, uh, you know, camps are opening up all across the league. Our, ours gets going on Monday. Um, it's exciting. I, I This is one of the best times of the year, especially with this camp roster, and we can get into it. Um, this is a packed roster, and we don't have it yet. They haven't released any names yet, but if you go to the, the, the Wildcats website, you can pretty much click on preseason roster and kind of gauge who's going to be here but you can take a guess you can take a guess um there's like you know we talked about it on the season finale. there's not a lot of spots left there's really not um but you know it's um uh, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if um if they'll bring you know veterans who are kind of on the bubble in like for they rookie, have, like they have the past in the past years. for the rookie camp uh, to see, you know, if, if you're going to, if you want a spot on this team and you can't impress a rookie camp, you know, I'll, uh, I'll quote, uh, who's it? Mike Commodore back, pack your shit. Yeah. Um, cause you know, it's, uh, if there's a young, if this team is rebuilding, if there's a younger kid that's coming on board that can take your spot. He's going to get your spot. Um, so it's, uh, you know, that I'll be, I'll be interested to see if there's any veterans coming 
not gonna, not gonna mention any names. Um, but uh, I think we saw last year Kyle Foreman was in the rookie camp. Jake Stewart uh, was in rookie camp, wasn't yeah, he? No, Jake Stewart was in rookie camp um, last year. So uh, Foreman didn't didn't make it, but but Stewart, you know, um, did the year before. I think Arsenal, Jacob Arsenal, yeah, the defense exactly. There. So it's it's been done, and so I'll be interested to see if uh, if it happens again. And uh, I think the only way it doesn't is if they're just like we have so many rookies that yeah. that deserve mm-hmm. shots, and you know, like Richie said on the on the season finale. Guys are coming here and they're going to push mm-hmm. and they're going to make impacts, especially, you know, we saw, you know, with the, the shortened training camps last year, the shortened numbers, I guess, we didn't get to see a lot of guys here last year. So you got those guys plus a lot of these new kids they drafted this year. Um, it's going to be like, uh, it's fun, competitive. Yeah. As long as it's competitive and, uh, you know, during these scrimmages, they go out and hit each other knowing that and don't even think about the fact that you know in two weeks time they could be teammates just yeah, go out yeah. and pound each other yeah um that's well, what i want to worth right and you got to prove that you can mm-hmm. be here and you got to have that nasty edge and then you know these kids they've been through this enough that they know that taking a hit i don't i don't think i don't think we see the fisticuffs but you know any tough physical hockey they know that yeah, you see that NHL guy's teams, just trying to take see, a job yeah, right you see players drop the drop the yeah, gloves yeah, at, yeah. NHL practices, so hey man, if uh, these if these oh, if players want to yeah. yeah, if these players want to fight, uh, go ahead and fight. I'm not going to stop them. No, you know. Um, but yeah, just I mean, quick glance at that uh, preseason roster. Any uh, any players that uh, you're uh, looking forward to seeing? Oh man, I I, I got to ask him a question. Yeah, <laughs> I put him on the spot. <laughs> um, uh, out of the rookies, that's you know a lot of. A lot of asterisks here for rookies. Um, you know, Jonas Teibel, I don't know when he's going to get here, but obviously he'd be one that, you know, I want to see. Um, I believe in Eli. Mm-hmm. Now I'm trying to remember what his – Bayer Jean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I go. believe in Eli. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, to get that kid where they got him um, seemed like a steal. Um I go back to goaltending. Um, you know, I want to see Geo take a, a step forward. Um, you know, some of the some of the guys they're bringing in. You know, Dawson Rowe was just mm-hmm. added. Um, there's one other one that was Thomas Couture. A couple free agents that have been added. I mean, you know, I those are probably the two that I want to see. You know, Nicholas Sheehan got a lot of. You know, was the the goalie that won the job in camp. Had a few games during the regular season. You know, I guess it's technically his backup role but does he it's wide open man it's wide open and can he can he kind of fight off you know those guys that are coming and maybe we should have uh brandon tebow on to talk about these goaltenders oh. right maybe a little else. tease on the episode we'll see but yeah no for me it's the goaltenders you know thomas couture um dawson Rowe, um you know i think justin katz will be here mm-hmm. um so i don't know what his uh his ncaa status kind of is but yeah for me it's it's goaltenders yourself um, for me, uh, I'm going to throw out a, f- a few names. Um, just, just because, uh, I know I mentioned him last year, uh, Thomas Oje. Uh, I think he's just another guy that's one of those late round, uh, gems that, uh, for, from the, from the scouting staff, uh, I think he's going to come in and, and, uh, you know, surprise the pants off some, uh, some people. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryson Curry, 
uh, uh, just uh, just drafted last uh, yeah yeah uh, last uh, June July when was the draft July June June twenty fifth June twenty fifth right um, so he's another late round pick that I think uh, might might surprise some people and uh, I'll go on the on the D side and uh, I'll go with uh, geez uh, you know um, it's, it's so funny we had this conversation last year I was like I want to see Thomas Darcy I want to see how he does you know Frankie Isenza and we got to see them and we're like. Yep. Yeah. They they look like they could be could be regulars. Um, on the D side, you know, um, I think Ethan Ethan Delmont would be a, a player that I'm looking forward to seeing. Okay. Um, played some junior A up in uh, up in Grand Falls. Uh, you know, didn't put up many points, uh, but at the same time, didn't look uh, very much out of place. Um, but yeah, Dawson Rowe is a goaltender I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, obviously didn't play last year in Ontario. Um, but you know, as a 16 year old playing, jun- yeah, six three one eighty, played junior A in Ontario at 16. Yeah. Uh, I think he put up like, uh, goals against of under three and a save percentage of, uh, just less than 900. So, um, those are, you know, super respectable numbers for someone paying. I mean, we want to call it junior A, <laughs> uh, we'll call it junior A. Um, but yeah, it's a greater, greater Ontario junior hockey league. I think it's the same league that, uh, young was in. Oh, okay. The G-O-A- that worked G- out. G-O-J- G-O-J-H-L, I think it is, um, for the Elmira Sugar Kings. Elmira. And, uh, yeah, so respectable numbers. Um, yeah, big kid, 6'3", 180. Yeah. Takes up a lot of net. And, uh, yeah, so he's someone that could uh, come on board and maybe steal a job. But I uh, wouldn't be surprised if they're, uh, you know, uh, uh, poking tires. Is that is that, uh, that Kicking tires. Kicking tires, that's the one. <laughs> Kicking tires with maybe some uh, some nineteen or twenty year old goalies that uh, that are going to be left in the dark in the in the dub or or the OHL and uh, you know if it's a twenty year old goalie eh, twenty it's a twenty year old goalie right yeah. he probably has thirty forty fifty maybe more than that games experience in 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 the dub or in the OHL so you know if you can bring in a goalie that's got you know fifty CHL games experience yeah you kind of have to give them the edge over someone like a Sheehan or a Damadia or, or a Rowe or Couture for that reason, because that's what the goaltending is. That's what we're going to need in the battle. Yeah. yeah you're going to need veteran we're gonna need experience. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think, um, I'm sure there's some sort of conversations going on in terms of that uh, happening, but we'll, uh, we'll see. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a loaded rookie group. Um, I don't know if you have it up there. I told you to, uh, if you could find the the Pelche return. Oh yes. Um, you know the reason that this uh, this rookie camp is so loaded with players that could crack this roster, and even last year with the Nathan Casey's and the Thomas Darcy's, and when you're in a rebuild, you know guys are going to get opportunities, and you've got to you've got to take the opportunity, and you know you just look at back at that Pelche trade and. You know, you talked about it with the Eagles not getting a lot for for that, and it, it's never an easy trade. And they traded Pelche, they traded Spence, both at different times. One was at the draft, um, one was at the Christmas season. Never easy trades to make, but when you hit and you do it properly, um, you got some names there. It's it makes a big difference. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. So just just by trading Pelche and Spence, and these this isn't done. Like there's still. No. There's still three draft picks that are to and be one's determined. One's a potential here. lottery. Uh, yeah. The Valdor one, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we got, I mean, Vincent Filion. We got Yoan Lushing. Uh, 
Matisse Cloutier, uh, Justin Katz, saw Samuel de Grossier. He's going to be a 20 year old this year. Uh, Nick Blagden, Etienne Morin, Alex McPhee, Alex McPhee, <laughs> Alex Mercier, and Luke McPhee. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's, that's just, uh, plus 2022 second. Uh, 2022 fourth and the 2023 first overall, which or is first rounder, which could be a lot of pick in two years. I mean, I think probably it's pretty, it's pretty good shot. But so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an app. Uh, that's huge. I mean, that's that's the gift that keeps on giving. One, two, three, four, five, six guys guaranteed that are going to grow with this team uh, for the next two, three years. You know, um, you have five every night players in that lineup. Yeah. Which like, is out, out of that, you got five every day. Make it six, players. probably with that. Uh, I mean, Moran. let's make it seven. Let's make it seven with the 2023 first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guarantee yeah. that player is in the league. Yeah. And I mean, like, we're just right now, like, yeah, before yeah. camp gets started, you got five every day, every night start, uh, players, mm-hmm. right? Like, from that's, that's, that's a huge from return. One, from two players. That, that's drafting, scouting, you know, and Rich will say, you know, it's the scouting department. That's drafting, scouting done correctly. And that's why it's that's why this I mean, every team made the playoffs, yeah, we get it. That's why this team made some noise in the playoffs last year and were not an easy out when, when they were playing Bathurst and and St. John, right? Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. So it's uh it's gonna be exciting. Uh it gets started on the sixteenth. I think it's at the Avenir Center, but I don't could be at the fourplex. I don't really know. We don't really have details yet. Yeah. Registrations on the sixteenth. Yeah. Uh, that's next Monday. Yep. And then probably a couple days of practice. And then there's a game in Fredericton. In Fredericton against the Sea Dogs yeah. on the 19th. And then back here at the Fourplex. On the 20th. On the 20th. Yeah, so, so who knows? Maybe we'll take a trip up, stream that game live. It'll be our broadcasting <laughs> debut. Do you imagine that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like oh, uh, Facebook Live, the amount of... We, oh. we can get some good views, but I think it'd also be going against the... Uh, <laughs> You know, maybe some league media policy <laughs> yeah. agreements. Yeah, especially when we're up in the corner. Yeah. Shot scores! <laughs> and boom goes the dynamite. That's uh, exactly what I would yeah. say. And then the 24th, 25th, uh, back-to-back against Bathurst. Um, and then, we'll, you know, we'll get into the schedules as we go. But, yeah, by the time we will have a little bit of an idea of some of the rookies that are in camp next week. And then uh, and then it's kicking off to some preseason games where you're in shorts and a rink and you're freezing. Uh, I'll be in shorts, but I will also have a hoodie on. Nice. All right. You want to talk to some uh, some guests? You want to have our, our big guest on that we're going to have? Yeah, sure. All right. Let's do that. Let's do it. All right, man. Uh, we teased it on the end of the, uh, the season four finale that we're going to get a, a pretty big guest. We didn't just get one big guest. We got two of them. Uh, you teased it out a little bit. Um, it's the Wildcats' 25th season, so we figured why not kick it off, kick off our fifth season with two former Wildcats drafted fourth and in the fifth round in 2009, former dual captains and hometown guys, Elaine and Alex Sonia. Guys, thanks for taking the time to join us. How are you? Good. How are you? Really good. Yeah, really good. Thanks uh, Thanks again for joining us. Uh, how's, uh, how's the summer been so far? Been good. It's been good. Uh, been out golfing a, a bit. Uh, my I have two kids now, so my oldest one uh, joined soccer for the first year this summer. So, and uh, we got to spend time with the family with uh, things opening up with the the COVID restrictions and everything, yeah. which was great. So, and we even got were able to get to outside of the province, went to PEI. So it was a good summer so far. You got two kids already, didn't your junior career just end like last year? <laughs> Man, yeah, we, 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 we wasted no time, I guess. 
How do you feel old, right? Yeah, really. Jeez. <laughs> it's been that long already. My God. What about you, Alex? You're on mute, Alex. Just, well, it's been really, it's, what? There you go. Yeah, no, I wasn't hearing you for a bit there. Oh, yeah, no, it's been, it's been good to be, you know, obviously with, with COVID being some of the restrictions being lifted and being able to see some friends and family and really taking advantage of that time. Uh, and also, you know, taking advantage of the weather uh, and golfing a bit. And, and like I said, just really taking a time to, to, you know, some vacation time off work and, and kind of recharging the battery a little bit. I like it. Well, you know, let's, uh, let's talk about your, your time in Moncton there. Obviously we've, uh, we've had Steve Johnson on before and we talked to, about him, you know, being the Moncton guy that got to, to captain his, his hometown team. I guess just what was it like for you guys to not only captain your hometown team, but kind of do it together. And uh, I think you're the, the last dual captains we had until this, this past season, having a home and, and real captain. So what did it mean to you guys to, to be captains of, of, of the Wildcats? It was, Oh, it was for sure an honor. It was really special. I mean, we like we grew up in, in Capilay, just about 25 minutes away from Moncton. We grew up watching the Wildcats. So for us, just playing for the Wildcats was a dream of ours. Uh, having the opportunity to be co-captains uh, during our last year was uh, really special. I mean, uh, the Moncton Wildcats organization has meant so much to us, like just growing up and the fact that we were able to be part of it, be leaders on a team, to be able to share that, I guess, uh, honor with my brother was pretty special. Yeah, I mean, sitting here and, and just kind of the support that we got, um, you know, throughout our career with, with the Wildcats, uh, you know, obviously our hometowns in Catholic, but everybody, you know, around Moncton really kind of rallied around us. And I, I feel like we were able to uh, inspire some, some young hockey players. And, it, you know, um, for us, it was you know, growing up and dreaming of one day playing for the Wildcats, we got drafted in the Coliseum with our family there, our parents, our grandparents, and That's you know, that cool. was pretty special. Definitely stressing uh, a, a little bit of stress there because you, you want to get picked together, and, and you know, it kind of ends up you're, you're picked both by the Monkey Wildcats. So it really worked out well for us, and you know, we, we couldn't be more thankful for the opportunity that we got in the four years that we got to play Moncton and obviously winning a championship. So it wasn't like the Sundeans where you got picked back to back. As I, as I alluded to, it was how how stressful was it when uh, when uh, I think it was uh, Alex got picked in the fifth round. Were you were you pretty worried, or did you kind of have an idea that you might uh, you might be coming to Moncton with your brother? Well, yeah, it was certainly like worry. You never know what's going to happen. You see some teams kind of trading back to back picks, and you're saying, "Well, is this is this kind of are they going for it?" Or and and not for, especially for us, we, we talked to most of the teams before the draft and we really were honest in saying that we really wanted to play together. And I think, you know, obviously, you know, in hindsight now, I think people understand why we wanted to play together. Yeah. Uh, but at, at the time it wasn't that clear to certain teams. And um, so we, that, we had to make sure that that came across and, um, you know, certainly I was happy for, for Anna, but I still remember him being drafted in the fourth round and kind of being <laughs> reluctant to, talk to reporters and things like that and commit to the next year just because he knew how good of a duel we would be so um you know fortunately uh that that round maybe took took uh, uh you know half an hour but it probably felt like uh, a couple <laughs> days just and you get your parents there that are, that are probably more worried than you but uh like i said everything worked out they're just worried they don't want to travel to two places <laughs> <laughs> no actually uh i remember that draft uh pretty uh, uh pretty clearly i remember being in the stands and 
Um, man, I, I, yeah, I remember you guys getting, uh, getting picked and, uh, I think you guys were kind of it, you got, like, uh, they had the players on the floor, right. Of the, yeah. of the yeah. Coliseum. And, uh, maybe I'm just thinking of things here, but maybe you guys were, I don't know, maybe 20, 20 rows back or something like that. And I heard, uh, Alain's name get picked and I was like, okay, well, uh, you know, you're just, uh, I think as fans, we were, we had our fingers crossed that, uh, <laughs> that Alex would be the the next one too, and uh, yeah, we were fortunate to uh, to get both of you. Um, I guess my question uh, it kind of comes into uh, your first year with the team, and um, you had that uh, you know the run to the to the Mem Cup, and um, I think it was this year. But uh, our buddy Sam Cosentino from Sportsnet uh, gave you guys the nicknames, the new Brunswick Sedines. Uh, so was that, uh, was that something that I guess, where'd you guys first find out that, uh, that, that was your nickname and was it coming kind of something that was a dressing room thing too? Like did it, uh, did it click on with the team? Uh, I think we probably found out about it at Mem Cup. Uh, I know I remember, uh, the first game, uh, uh, Alex was uh, playing on the power play because Deshaun got hurt in the earlier, so he uh, chipped in with a couple of goals, and maybe it started from there. But uh, I mean, the word got around; we kind of knew about it, but we also understand that the Sabines are we're doing what <laughs> we were doing at the Q level in the NHL level. So, which uh, so when they like they were drafted, I think second, third overall. So obviously, they're, they're guys we looked up to. Uh, we thought it was fun to be obviously compared to them, but also uh, and really looked up to their games. Um, and we probably had some teammates joke about it here and there, but uh, we didn't make too much of it. Yeah, same thing. I said like uh, I think they more so. I, I remember like the teammates not 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 referring to that joke, but you know certainly like in, in practices and things like that, being annoyed at having to uh, maybe like play two on twos again. So just because like you know we. We were so with the chemistry was just there, and, and obviously we were, you know, the style thinking of the Sabines, like knowing where somebody's going to be without even looking. We were kind of like those type of players, and they would almost be like, you know, how how did you know he was there? But I always say it's not really a twin, twin thing. It's it's obviously we have great hockey sense, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, you learn each other's tendencies throughout uh, fifteen years of playing together. <laughs> so uh, you know, that's kind of what, how it works so well. So in that in that in your first year there, obviously you're you're lucky enough to get the championship and, and go to the Memorial Cup. Just you know, I wasn't here for for that. Obviously, uh, you know, I've been in and around Calgary when they were going for their their runs when they won the the title there. So just what was it like to be you know representing your home city on 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 that kind of a playoff run, like the 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 team's first championship run? You know, what was what was it like in this in this city for you guys? It was. Uh... It was a crazy year for sure. I mean, uh, for us, like we were just coming to the queue, so we didn't know how, what to expect. And then we end up going on. Well, we knew at Christmas we made a lot of trades, traded a lot of traded a lot of young guys, and and we weren't in those packages, luckily. So we kind of played, uh, <laughs> and we kind of uh, uh, figured out a role where we were more like PK energy players, uh, supporting players, but uh, as uh, I mean, we, we made a great run and we were able, we were playing St. John in the finals. And I mean, it's the only time, I think it's the only time that two of the New Brunswick teams have, I guess, yeah. two of New Brunswick yeah. teams and two of the biggest rivals met in the uh, President's Cup finals. So yeah, I just remember how crazy it was. Like they, the games would sell out in about 
10 minutes and uh, so just to, I just remember how crazy it was like we would uh, uh, stay in the hotel and at Harbor State close to Harbor Station and all the fans would obviously uh, heckle us or they would obviously recognize us so it was a, it's a pretty intense rivalry uh, we were fortunate enough to come on top and then going to the Merle Cup I mean Merle Cup we played I think uh, Windsor that year had about seven or eight first round NHL picks. You think about Taylor Hall, Cam Fowler, Ryan Ellis, all those guys, uh, Philip Grubauer, like they were stacked. So just to kind of think about it now, like we were lining up against those guys. So it's pretty, it's pretty uh, uh, special to think about that. I guess we'll yes. take it back. Uh, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to echo what he, what he said. I think we, we certainly like had a, a really uh, special group and, and for us, you know, coming in, uh, and really kind of needing to, um, you know, it almost goes back to training camp. I remember, like, we had to prove ourselves to, to make that team just because of the older team. You had a lot of 19- and 20-year-olds, you know, our, our, our defense, like Savard and Barbario, and, and, and those guys were, were obviously stars in the league. And uh, like I said, we kind of uh, uh, loaded up on fours, going to get Tessier, Gabriel Bork, and, um, and Deshaun, Christmas, which were all, I think they are all captains in their respective teams. So, um, you know, after that, we really went on the run after Christmas and, um, you know, um, we were just so deep and obviously a real pal got called, I guess, called back to, to, uh, for, for at Christmas as well. So, um, you know, that run was special. Like I said, the two cities, St. John and Moncton were buzzing and, 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 um, you know, obviously sold out crowds and then you, you go to a Royal Cup, it's a great experience. Obviously you wish for a different result, but it's such a short tournament and, and obviously, um, um, one of you said like, you were following Calgary. That was our first game. We kind yeah. of maybe laid a, laid a neck there a little bit. We were up, I think, three or four one going to the third and, and ended up losing that game. Then you turn around and play the host team that's got the crowd behind them, and then you got Windsor on your third game. So uh, kind of how it, it, it happened, but you're still, you know, certainly after all those years, um, you recognize kind of what you achieved as a group and. Uh, what you kind of the excitement that you brought to the, the the fans? Yeah, I won't lie. I cheered for the Hitmen in that first game, but after that, I was cheering for you guys because I didn't like Brandon and I sure didn't like Windsor. So <laughs> I, I did uh, I did cheer for for Moncton in those next two games. Awesome. We're gonna get some fan questions in here. Yeah, I can yeah. get some fan questions. And I'll let's... try to think of some more questions while we're <laughs> while we're waiting. Uh, we'll get one from uh, Mylan and Nate. Uh, what is your best memory uh, of your time as Wildcats? Well, for me, I mean, it's always winning, right? You, that's what you dream of, yeah. like winning, winning the President's Cup. So to be able to share that, especially in Moncton with all our family there, I remember them all coming on the ice after that and thinking that the, the, the 15, 20 years you've spent playing hockey and all the hours you spent uh, working out and stuff like that, it's, it's all worth it in that moment. So it was a, it was a special group, special feeling. Uh, so for me, that that's probably the, the top the top moment for me, for sure. Yeah, and, and, you know, I, I think especially, you know, you're 17 years old, you went to the President's Cup, you kind of, you're not, you don't take it for granted, but after that, you know, obviously you don't you don't come uh, as close to, to winning a championship, so you definitely appreciate that experience. And um, But I think for us, like, playing four years uh, in front of, of, of the fans and, and the family uh, for, you know, an NHL-type, like, kind of ran organization, that, which is second to none in the especially now with the facilities that they have um you know it, it's just such a, a good experience for the players and um you know where else would you want to get developed right mm -hmm. 
Um, uh, we got one other one here uh, from Marco LeBlanc. Who is the toughest guy to play against in the queue? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, I guess I should have sent these to you so you had an idea. <laughs> it's a long way <laughs> to think back then, but. Uh, yeah, no, it's a good one. I, I, like, I don't know. Like, it's, uh, it's, you'd obviously have to probably look at their maritime division, but I just think for us, like, uh, you know, after that Memorial Cup year, we, we kind of j- jumped from, uh, you know, fort line players, uh, secondary scoring players to, to top line players and, and really point producers. So, uh, and, and we obviously logged a lot of minutes and always got to face like, we were playing, you know, the, the same five guys, especially on the road, they would match uh, the same five guys against us and, and just really trying to play hard checking against us. So it was definitely not an easy task, any game on the road. Uh, I don't know if any names comes to mind. I know, no, certainly like, uh, you know, if we're talking about like St. John, I mean, St. John had, had kind of a dynasty, if you, you mm-hmm. can call it almost for three or four years. So um, they were definitely hard to play against and, and uh, from a skills perspective, for sure. Yeah, for, for me as well, I can't, I mean, I can't really point anybody out, but like I like said, like on the road, we're definitely get, getting match and, and playing the same guys uh, all the time. But uh, I mean, I, I always try to focus on, on our game and never who we were playing against. And uh, so I, I don't, I'm kind of on the spot right now, but uh, <laughs> we've, de- we've definitely had some like good rivalries. You think of the Halifax Moosehead uh, during our last year, uh, St. John, our first year. Uh, so within our division, we've definitely had some good rivalries and there was a tough matchup in there for sure. You got one? What about the one from, uh, from, from, from our John. friend Jonathan up in, uh, up in Bathurst. This one uh, c- kind of adding a little bit of uh, comedy Humorous, to the, yeah. to the show. So, yeah he's just knowing uh you know the the twin bond that we talked about there he he asked if one of you got injured on the ice did the other one kind of feel it or was it uh was it more just the hockey sense uh twin bond that you guys had there uh he's a character by the way he's a character for sure we get that question a lot uh no we don't but uh no no uh it's something we hear a lot and um i mean it never gets old i guess um I guess like before you guys came to Moncton, I mean your 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 run with the uh, the the Moncton Flyers in in two thousand nine uh, was uh, you know pretty pretty memorable as well. Uh, um, I mean, anytime you play for the Moncton Flyers, uh, you can expect to win. Uh, but yeah, twenty uh, two thousand nine uh, Atlantic champs went to the uh, went to the Telus Cup. Uh, what was that experience like? Yeah, and so is like I I actually think we were the. F- first team uh, to go to the Talos Cup and the the, the, the the run of going to the Talos it seems like now they always they go to the Talos Cup every second every yeah. every year or yeah. second year so uh, I guess we can take a bit of credit for starting that run but uh, anyways no it's just a tremendous program they have uh, John DeCourcy did uh, done an incredible job with that with that organization uh, similar to how the Moncton Wildcats are an org- organization that you want to play for in the queue Moncton Fire same thing uh, I mean, for in, in terms of uh, like uh, before, people were, were thinking, "Oh, let my kid go to prep school, better development, let's go play in the U.S. or something like that." But that's not the case. We have a, a great A organization right here in Moncton. Uh, for us to be, we were able to play there. I think we had 
seven or eight guys get drafted in the queue that year. There's a special group. Uh, we were able to win the Atlantic Championship and, and go to the Telus Cup. Uh, so, and, and even a lot of names that we played against in the Telus Cup that we either played against after in the queue or they were we saw that they were playing in the WHL or OHL. So it was, a, it was definitely a great run and probably what, obviously what, because we were obviously not drafted at 15. So that's kind of how we made our name is by kind of leading that team. But we had a great group. Yeah, like if yeah, someone. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I keep cutting you off there, Alex. Go ahead. I I, I keep well, forgetting there's two yeah, of uh, two of you guys. Yeah, there's two of us. Yeah, exactly. No, well, I was just gonna say like again, like uh, those are the years that, that you kind of remember the most. Uh, and obviously, we we were fortunate enough like uh, to win pretty much at, at almost every level growing up, and we kind of played the same crop of players and uh, kind of pushed each other. And I think that's for for you know part of the reason why a lot of those guys ended up playing in the queue and um, you know we, we had a lot of success together some great experiences and for us it was defi- definitely like a, a statement year uh we, we uh, back then like the 15 year olds couldn't could only get drafted in the first five rounds so we got passed over obviously the the two small and two slow uh, uh critics were out there and uh that's why that's kind of what drove us but uh, at the same time i say that and me and i have always been have always been about kind of putting pressure on each other so we, we kind of didn't kind of hear those things but uh, certainly a good year for us and, and, and put us on the map for, for the QMJHL draft. Yeah I got that team I mean that team with the Flyers was was pretty stacked I mean um, your, your buddy Pierre Dutapo was uh, you guys have some good matchups with him in, in St. John over the years um, but uh, some guy that's not doing a lot with uh, with hockey these days is uh, Sorry Hene. Uh you guys uh, keep in touch with him uh, I know he's uh did his pitch on Dragon's Den with uh, with Country Liberty. Uh, do you guys uh, you guys in touch with him, or uh, you guys do any uh, sort of marketing for uh, for him as well? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he, I mean, he's part of the group that we kind of grew up playing with. Uh, Alex was just referring to like we played, we grew up uh, playing with West Kent, like Kiwi Chipotle, Banner Chipotle, and then Flyers. We had like we talked about Cal Dinarpo, uh, Sorahane, Trey Lois, all those guys. We kind of played together all the way through, and then the Q obviously got drafted by different teams, so we're kind of rivals for a bit, but. Uh, at the end of the day, it's guys that we grew up playing with, or in, in guys that I call friends still today. Um, Sawyer, uh, we, we're, we're keeping in touch. I mean, it's so great to see what he's doing there with uh, Country Liberty. Um, uh, we played a senior a couple of years ago, and he was playing for Richard too. So it was another, I guess, friendly competition there. But uh, it's great to see the guys, uh, what they're doing now. I mean, uh, you, uh, hockey only lasts for so long. I got people move on and do uh, other good stuff so it's great to see people uh, having success for sure if he, if he asked me i think if he would have brought you guys on the uh on the dragons dan he might have <laughs> got a little better a better deal than he uh, than he got <laughs> um i'm just looking at the the 2012 2013 uh roster your guys's last year there um you know Connor garland played 26 games did you guys know what kind of player he was going to be uh moving forward could you kind of see that early and i guess my my next question do you guys have a favorite NHL team or do you just follow a lot of guys that you're close with in the dressing room, like the Barbashevs, the Denos, um, you know, you played with Mark Savard. Do you follow your friends or do you actually have a team that you follow? Well, so I'll, I'll jump in um, to your last question first. Uh, so the team that we, we rooted for growing up was the Colorado Avalanche. We kind of, uh, Joe Sacking, Peter Forsberg were the yep. guys that we looked up to and obviously they won the cup in 01 and we were what, 
10 years old. So yeah. um, that was kind of a, obviously they were always competitive. So that was one of the things that we definitely looked up to. But now this is exactly what you said. I think we, we like to root for, for guys that we played with and even the guys that we played against and kind of respected. Like, um, you know, this year is Stanley Cup final. We, uh, you know, that, uh, uh, Phil Dano was playing for Montreal and then David Savard was playing for Tampa Bay. So you obviously want to, um, you can't see them both with the cup, but you're cheering them for, to, to, to succeed. And mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of, uh, the, the way I look at the NHL now and um, as far as Connor Garland I think um, you know he was that young uh, American that, that <laughs> had that swagger that comes in and, and definitely uh, you know we were 20 year olds and, and I think we um, certainly tried to uh, I guess show him the way a little bit uh, but we had a lot of fun with him and obviously the skill was was uh, second to none and, and, and he just got better and better and obviously um, you know, that's translated now to having a good NHL career. So uh, super happy to see him have success and, um, you know, looking forward to see what he's going to do in Vancouver this year. Yeah, I, me- I remember having him on the show and he told us about the uh, the story of when you guys picked him up at the airport in Montreal and some about how uh, – Somebody's making a joke about who's this who's this grade seven kid getting on the bus or something like yeah, that. Yeah, long and, hair with the sunglasses. <laughs> and I think he even said the white sunglasses or whatever, and getting on the bus, and you guys were all just kind of ribbing him. <laughs> and then he goes and scores in his first game, so you know, no big deal, right? <laughs> well, the, the thing the thing about it, like he was, he was sixteen year old uh, years old uh, that year, and like he like you said, he was on the fort line. He wasn't playing a lot, but he was finding a way to, he's just that type of guy that finds a way to get on the score sheet somehow. Like he just, so, I mean, it, it kind of like every level people are asking me, like, are you surprised by the success he's having? And I was like, the guy's been proving everybody wrong at every level. Like, so I know, no, I, I'm not surprised. And I'm super happy. I couldn't happen to a, to a better guy. Got a good attitude, works hard. So super happy to see him succeed. Yeah, we were fans of him in Arizona. I don't know how we're going to deal with him in Vancouver, yeah, being uh, being Flames and Oilers fans. So, yeah, so we'll have to yeah. see if we get him back on the uh, on the show. I guess um, just you know talk about your time at uh, the University of Moncton. I mean, you guys went four years in Moncton with the Wildcats, four years in, in university. Just you know, what was that time like to to play your whole Q career and then play your your university career? Uh, you know, I, I hear I, I'm not nearly that skill level, but I do hear a lot. The, the the level is kind of the same as the Q. Did did you guys find that when you when you moved to the uh, the UDM? Well, I think, yeah, for sure. Like in terms of uh, the, the skill, you, you get a lot of the um, I guess the, the best players from the Q that or, or even it's the CHL. So that kind of uh, gives an idea. Like you, get the, you get the best players from the OHL, WHL that don't decide to go play pro because, you know, obviously there's a lot of players that want to go in Europe and, mm-hmm. and, and, and play, you know, semi-professional in the U.S. And, and certainly for a lot of us, um, you know, the offers were on the table. But a big priority for us was, um, you know, getting a degree and, and, and preparing for life after hockey. Um you know, obviously, we, we recognized that we had a good career with the Wildcats, but um, we obviously um, were Acadian as well. So that kind of culture, we decided to, to, to go play in Moncton another four years and certainly um, a, a, good, a good experience and a, a great four years. We got our master's degree and, um, you know, built some, some, some great friendships. And obviously, um, we were competitive our first year. After that, we kind of... Um, um, you know, more or less competitive than we wish we would have been. But, I mean, it's such a great league. You always see the U.S. on top of the national uh, championship, right? So, like, I always say, like, there's three or four teams that, that, that could be, 
you know, the three top, three or four top teams in the U.S. are probably the three or four top teams in Canada. That's how good the AUS is compared to the other leagues. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I can just add, like, it was a great experience. Again, like, for us, like, fortunate to be able to play in Moncton, uh, another organization that uh, we, we looked up to when they hosted the Nationals. Uh, I think it was maybe 05, 06 at the Coliseum. It was uh, great to, to, to see uh to see them uh i think they lost to UNB in the finals but uh, it was a great tournament uh so it was definitely special again to play there four years uh like i said we made some great friendships there as well uh very competitive hockey i mean uh, the difference between there and the queue is that obviously you're you're playing against men you're playing against 20 to 25 year old uh so it's it's a little different that's in a little more physical a little more more stick work because there's no fighting uh, but uh, a, a great league to, to develop, even if you're uh, thinking about going to Europe after that. We see a lot of people go play in the East Coast after that. Um, so it's uh, definitely, it's not for everybody, uh, but uh, for us, we thought it was the best route for us. And, and the other thing I'll add too, like just to give you an idea of the, the level, like, like you see like the UMBs and, and the other teams in the U.S., go play out the uh, NCAA, uh, like the Boston universities and the Boston colleges, and, um, you know, to kind of prepare for the AUS, AUS season. And a lot of times, <laughs> the university team ends up winning mm-hmm. the game, so that gives you an idea of, of the level of, of that league, right? Cool. Well, well, I guess we'll wrap it up, but uh, I guess just to, before we do, what's, uh, other than uh, fatherhood, I guess, if you want to put it that way, <laughs> what's, uh, what's life like as, uh, as a Sony these days? Well, for, for me, I mean, uh, I got two kids, so that's pretty much all I got. <laughs> that's two full-time jobs, uh, three full-time jobs, actually, right? Yeah, yeah. I got almost a three-year-old and a six-month-old, so it's a, it's rock and roll for sure with uh, with that and work, and so we're pretty busy with that. So, and uh, Was the three-year-old on kids. skates yet? I did get them on skates uh, last year just yeah. uh, because of COVID. We're trying to f- find stuff to do in the, on an outside ring, but it's more walking on skate than yeah. skating right now. But I mean, uh, he, uh, we actually brought him to a Wildcats game this year. Uh, we're in a boot and he's been talking about it ever since. Like <laughs> loves Wild Willie. He wants me to show him videos on YouTube of, of when we were playing and stuff like that. So it's, it's great. I'm definitely looking forward now that with less restrictions and stuff like that, looking forward to bringing him back uh, this year to watch some games. So uh, uh, excited for that. Yeah, and, and uh, for me, it's been like well, similar. I think similar to everybody. Um, obviously, uh, with 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 COVID and everything, trying to take advantage of spending time with family when we're allowed, and uh, but also uh, you know trying to coach and help some some young hockey players in the community. And I'm sure at some point, Anna's going to be bugging me to help the, uh, <laughs> the coach coaches t- his uh, his sons, but. Uh, um, no, it's it's really any way we can can, can help out uh, uh, young hockey players. We'll stay involved. I think for probably the rest of our lives, it's been such a huge part of our um, of our life. But at, at some point, it's, it's not it's, it's no more about us. It's about giving back and, and helping others kind of succeed and achieve what they set out to do. Is coaching kind of uh, what you're focusing on? Could we see you behind the bench of the Flyers someday, or uh, our scouting? Yeah, yeah, I, I, like. Hockey's our passion, and I don't think we're, we're, we'll always uh, stay involved in some type of way. I mean, it's harder for me right now with two kids, but I can't wait. I, I, I'm, I mean, 
I'm not going to force them to play hockey, but they'll have every chance they want, they want to play. So, uh, I'm not going to force uh, them, but I'm just going to keep pushing them towards the ice instead of the <laughs> soccer field. Like, just just go to the ice. I'm not going to force you, but yeah, if you just yeah, want to go to the ice. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, no, but, uh, I mean, definitely coaching, scouting, something I do want to get involved in uh, later for sure. Uh, and I think it's the same for Al, but I'll let him. No, same here. Yeah, well, we, Adam and I have a pretty good relationship with uh, with Richie Tebow here in Moncton. So, we'll hook uh, you up. yeah, we'll we'll get you we'll get you his number, and uh, you know if they're ever looking for some from scouts in the uh, in the area, we'll uh, we'll let you guys know. I think I, he's doing a pretty good job. So. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> uh, I guess just the last one for me. I mean, you touched on it there, Lenny. You you brought your little guy. Like, do you guys get out to? I mean, obviously last year was tough, but uh, other than last year, do you guys get to a lot of Wildcat games and? You know, do you get stopped a whole lot and, and reminiscing about your, your time with, with the uh, with the Wildcats or are you able to just kind of go and enjoy a game? Uh, yeah, we, we do get out. Uh, I mean, if, if you times, like it was harder last year, obviously, yeah. but we do try to go out uh, a few times, especially with the Avenir Center, just to, we had a chance to go and have a look at the facilities like the, the, or the, uh, the gym, the, the video room, and it's just state-of-the-art, so it's pretty impressive. Uh, I, now that I have... My, my, my kid's a little older. I'm definitely going to try to uh, get out more. But, uh, uh, I mean, we definitely get recognized, I think, when we go, just because, I mean, we don't see twins everywhere. So they yeah. kind of uh, uh, connect that and, and ask some questions about our time. But uh, we don't get bucked too much. And and if we do, we're happy to talk about it. I mean, For it's sure. like such a special part of our life. And uh, even this weekend, uh, we were uh, at a wedding and we were just talking at the table. And Alex is, don't know you miss those days of like play. You just miss the guys. You miss the competition. So it's uh, it's uh, years that you'll 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 never forget. So uh, we're happy anytime we're around the rink uh, and get to see some maybe fans that we remember from our time and connect on on different uh, events that happen, stuff like that. So it's uh, it's always great to be uh, anywhere where uh, the Wildcats play. Yeah, oftentimes now it's it's the the, the 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 hockey teams that we coach. I was co- coaching a band in AAA team. It kind of feel, makes you feel old a little bit because they tell you <laughs> we're their idols when they're like four years old. So like, it's it's a good bond with with, with the kids, and, and obviously uh, you, know, you did something right when they say that they were looking up to you, and, and so uh, that's awesome. Well, guys, uh, this is this is pretty awesome. I uh, thank you for both of you guys for jumping on and, and being part of our season premiere. We got this going where every every year we kind of have a, a nice big guest. So we, we appreciate you guys taking the time out of your your evenings and away from your your two kids there to to have a chat with us about your your time in Moncton. So truly, thanks, guys. Our pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Oh man, that was uh, that was what was that like for you? I mean, you grew up watching them play and now you know yeah, i mean to interview them to to think that it's been nine years nine years yeah since they played for the the wildcats it's just hard to believe i mean <laughs> it just it just seems like uh it was yesterday <laughs> that their their junior careers were uh were over and that's just <laughs> i mean i had no idea that Atlanta had uh two kids, two kids. that's uh that just shows how fast uh, how fast time flies, man. That's that's uh, I don't know. Good good for him though. Um, getting it uh, getting it over getting getting them out there uh, at a, at, an, yeah. a, at a young age and um, not only as a you know as a as a parent but uh, on on the skates and 
No, that was an awesome interview. Uh, great, uh, great way to kick off the uh, the season. That's a that's an excellent way to kick off the season. Uh, are you on a watermelon sugar high or what? Hi. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, that's a, that's a good. Hi. Th- <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a good thing we're just about Hi. done. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for our season premiere training camp episode. Um, it's good to be back, buddy. Good to be back talking yeah, hockey. Hopefully yeah. we can uh, do this for the next X amount of weeks straight without a two-month break here, a three-month break here. Let's just let's just have a regular yeah. year. It, it's finally good. Um, we're going to be back. Everyone's going to be back at the training camp. 100%. Uh, full camps. Um Scenes. mandatory vaccines if you don't if you don't have both you can't play yeah i think it's a great rule yeah. um and that's a chl rule that's not just yeah. a quebec rule that's yeah of course the chl and so. uh in other words we're green uh you know we hit a bit of a roadblock here recently but uh i don't think uh that's i don't think we have anything to worry about it shouldn't interrupt training camp no um shouldn't you put any shouldn't put any border restrictions in place um but no let's uh let's let's give her and uh have another good year and uh you know, like, well, maybe we, uh, I, I talked to Adam, maybe he's going to, I have a contest idea, but it's going to depend if Adam can, uh, pull some strings on a, on a, on a gift card or something. Well, we're, we're, we're trying. And, we uh, are trying. I mean, even if you have to, you know, free oil change from, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. But, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, it, you know, we, we got, uh, you know, we got Rosemary Lynn massage back for that's Wildcast right. of the week. Our Wildcast Wildcat of the Week. We got our uh, Eric Murray stick tap. He's back uh, this year. So, you know, we're looking to, if you want to be a part of the show, sponsor, throw, you know, something at us. You know, you know, we got news and notes around the queue, uh, weekly rewind. Uh, you know, if, if you want to jump on, we're more than happy to slide into the old DMs and uh, and let us know if you're, you want to help. But again, we want to thank Alex and Alain Saunier for joining us on tonight's show. Um, you know, as we move forward, we're going to look to bring back view from the other bench. Um, you know, get a, get a little preview of the other maritime teams, even though we are, we basically know St. John and Acadie Bathurst almost inside and out from last year. But, uh, Hey, this time next week, we'll, uh, have a couple camp practices, maybe a few scrimmages, uh, under our belt and, you know, getting ready for a rookie game in Fredericton and, we get to preview a rookie game. Yeah, preview two rookie games. Oh, Nineteen. What a great <laughs> time that's going to be. <laughs> what a time to be alive and don't miss it. Uh, you can download us every Wednesday. You know where to find us: Apple, Spotify, and right here on YouTube. Jeremy, welcome back. It's good to be back. Let's do this. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.